0: It is the show that everybody's been raving about, ProCalc University with your host, Tom Platania. Hey, welcome everybody to ProCalc University. I'm Tom Platania, your host and mentor today. Welcome, and I hope everybody's having an absolutely amazing 2023 so far. If you uh, started any of those resolutions, hopefully you're still sticking to them. And everyone had a safe holiday and a happy new year. If you went out partying, that you were safe. But uh, today, we're going to be talking about windows in your home. Now, when we're building a new home and we buy the windows, all the windows come with these big, giant, yellow stickers on them, which tell us kind of the factors of the windows, uh, the variable transmittance. And uh, two items that one is called the U-factor, and one is called the SHGC or the solar heat gain coefficient. Well, if you're buying the windows new and you're installing them and you got this big giant sticker, well, it's pretty easy to get those numbers. But if you have an existing house and you're trying to maybe do renovations and keep those windows or you're looking to, maybe you've been listening to ProCalcs University uh, and you've decided that, well, you really think you should have a load calculation done on your house Because you want to make sure you have the right size system. Well, the windows are the number one factor when it comes to determining how much heating or air conditioning a home needs. So what I'm going to give you today is I'm going to give you some little hack tips to figure out what your windows are. Are they single pane? Are they double pane? Are they low E? Are they filled with air? Are they filled with argon if they're double pane or triple pane? These are some of the things that are very important when we at ProCalcs are considering how efficient that window is. Now, you're still guessing at the numbers, but you can get a lot closer to what they potentially could be or would have been by knowing whether it's single, double, low E, argon or air filled. Uh, there's a lot of software that kind of does some general calculations. There's some websites that we can go to, but this is one of the biggest things because it's, it's a guess. And there's no way, unless you can go back and find the original documents that state what the U factor and the solar heat gain coefficient are on that window, which those are for us, the, the two biggest things. Everything that we find out about the window leads to those values. So if it's a single pane versus a double pane, Potentially, the U-factor could be much higher and the solar heat gain coefficient could be much higher. Now, let's let's define the difference between a U-factor on a window and a solar heat gain coefficient. The U-factor of a window tells us how well that window insulates from the outside elements or inside elements, how well we are insulating that heat or cold from allowing it to penetrate through that window the solar heat gain coefficient, kind of like what it says, is we're estimating the solar radiation that passes through the glass relative to the amount that is there. Now, for both of these numbers, the U-factor and the solar heat gain coefficient, or SHGC, the higher the value, the less efficient. So, a U-factor could be 1.2 a 1.2 all the way down to 0.20. You know, there's all kinds of crazy numbers. So obviously the 0.20, even though that value seems smaller and you would think, well, that, that that would mean it's it's less effective. No, the lower those numbers are, the more effective they are. The solar heat gain coefficient, same thing. Now, typically the solar heat gain coefficients won't go as high as one. Um, they will typically be in the point range. So point. Now, a lot of your building departments, when you build a new house, they're all on the websites. If you listen to one of our other podcasts, we talked about the building department websites and where to go and look at what the codes are for your state and location. That'll tell you whether, like in Florida, if the window is not an impact rated window, the prescriptive code states that the window must have a 0.40, and this is climate zone two. The window must have a 0.4 U factor and must have a 0.25 solar heat gain coefficient. Now, depending on if you're further north in the United States or on the globe, or further south, each of those numbers become more or less important. And what I mean by that is, think about the U factor, which is an insulator. It's telling you how well that window is going to insulate. If we're farther south we have solar we have more solar heat gain than way up north so in the southern states which we call climate zones 1 and 2 and some in 3 which again if you look at one of the, if you listen to one of the last podcasts and also the youtube videos you go to youtube and type in procalcs university you'll see um, the video that i did on that In the northern states, the U-factor is required to be better because you need more insulation because of the more dramatic drop in temperatures. You need to insulate better. In the southern states, we're closer to the sun, so we have more solar heat gain. So the U-factor is less important, and the solar heat gain coefficient is more important. And I talk to my team about this is sometimes maybe a homeowner or HVAC company or builder, some typically not builders, but they'll get those numbers mixed up. And if we're in a a northern state in Maine or New Jersey or whatnot, and they see one that has a lower solar heat gain coefficient than the U factor, it's typically a red flag that we want to verify with the client and make sure that we didn't get those numbers mixed up. Now, for windows that are already installed, those values are a guess. Even if we're one point off, we're still guessing. So what we do is we look at the different construction components of the window to get our guesstimate that much closer. So a single pane window versus a double pane window is typically going to have the single pane window is going to have a higher U factor typically and could typically have a higher solar heat gain coefficient. Not all the time. Depends on how inexpensive the double pane is and how expensive the single pane was. But typically, double pane is going to give you better insulator, better U-factor, and a better solar heat gain coefficient. So that's one thing. And then going from double pane, we want to make a determination of, did they fill the inside of that with air or argon gas? We'll talk about that quickly. And then the the other part is, is it a low E? So those are difficult things when you're just looking at a window, unless you have these little tips and tricks I'm going to give you, to be able to determine if they are. So if I know that it's not a single pane, that it's a double pane, it's a vinyl window, it's argon filled, I know I can get a lot closer and I know my values are going to be a lot lower, which means the amount of heating or cooling that's going to be required in that home. Is going to be dramatically less because remember the only thing heating and air conditioning is is adding or take away heat based on how much has penetrated the home okay that's all it is so if we have better windows we're going to allow less heat to penetrate in or out of the home and it means that we need less heating or air conditioning to deal with that so spend a little more money on the windows obviously there will be a uh, uh, an area in there that you would get less results based on the money you're spending so I always recommend if, if you are going to be thinking about that, have your architect or builder get with an, an HVAC design company that does energy calculations to give you a good sweet spot as to, you know, if you go too high, it diminishing returns. All right. So you're going to spend an extra 20000 and the, the return on that extra 20000 is non-existent. And, and there is a point in Windows that that can happen. So be careful about that let's talk about is it double pane, double or single glazed? All right. So one method that you can do is is to look at the inside edge of the window. Obviously, do you see two panes of glass separated by a small spacer? Typically, that'd be a gap of air in there or argon if we're talking about that. Then it's a double glaze. But sometimes it's difficult to see that depending on the light and whatnot. So if you see only one pane and there's no spacing, well, then it's single glazed. The second method, this is kind of a surefire easy way, is open the window and use your fingers to touch both sides and the same exact spot on the window on the inside and the outside. Now, you should easily now be able to tell if the fingers aren't really touching and you see that there's a gap in between them, there's a space, then you know it's double glazed. If not, if they're almost touching, then you know that it's single glazed. Now, with double glazed windows, typically they could be filled with an air or an argon gas. The benefit of the argon gas, I mean, I'm sure there's other more complex ones, but the one that I'm most aware of, the argon gas will not condense the liquid in there. So, if you have a window, a double glazed window that has condensation on the inside, typically that would mean that one, it's filled with air or... It may have had argon in it at one time, but all that argon has leaked out and now you just have air in there, which obviously means that the window is not as efficient because it's got an air gap in there. So it's not going to be as good of an insulator as you want for the double glazed window. So that's a, a little bit of a, a tip or trick. So if you have condensation, the good chance that there, one there just wasn't air in there to be or argon in there to begin with where you have a leak. Um, so keep an eye on that and look at that. And it's definitely something to have taken care of because condensation on the inside like that can cause other issues for the window. Now, one of the other things when we talk about is, this is a more difficult one, is is the window low E? So what low E is short for uh, low emittance or low emissivity? Uh, It contains microscopic coating that makes a window more thermally efficient. Coating is really thin, non-toxic, and and basically virtually colorless. So knowing that the window has low E helps us understand that it's probably going to have lower U-factor and possibly solar heat gain coefficient. All right. So another one of our tools to help us get closer to what the realistic number could be. Now, here's the trick, which is, this is a tough one, and if you're colorblind, you're probably not even going to be able to do this, so make sure you get somebody that, that uh, is not colorblind, is hold a lit match or a pen light up in front of the window. Now, if the window contains low E, one of the images will be a different color than the rest of the images. And if a window does not have low E glass, and let's say there's four reflective images it will be all the same color. So hold a match or a little light up to the window, shine it on there. And if one of the images is a different color than the rest, it has low E on it. So just really quick, easy hacks to determine what you have. Now, the other things that help us to understand if the U factor or SHGC are going to be lower is, is it an aluminum frame? Is it a vinyl frame or is it a wood frame? Now, each one of those are going to provide us information as to whether the window has a higher, meaning a higher number, less efficient, which most of the time would be an aluminum window, uh, some wood frames, or vinyl window, which would be on the the, the more efficient side, typically with the vinyl windows. Now, again, uh, there are windows out there that are aluminum that have better ratings on them than vinyl. It's all a matter of what you're buying and getting with your window company and looking at those values and I would research them or again you can come to ProCalcs and you know if we're if we're going to be doing your load calcs or energy calcs we can when we do the energy calculations we can actually put different values in there to let you know how much better how much more efficient the house will be And if it's a diminishing return, and what I mean by that is by by spending an extra $5,000 on windows to get a better U-factor or a better solar heat gain coefficient, more so the solar heat gain coefficient when it comes to air conditioning. We're going to be able to let you know that if you go from a 0.35 solar heat gain coefficient to a 0.25 and leave your U-factor at one, you can reduce the tonnage of the air conditioning system by maybe half a ton, or depending on the size of the house, it could be a ton or two tons, which then that makes sense. So if I spend $5,000 more on the windows, but I save $3,000 on the cost of the air conditioning, plus I'm going to save money on all the electrical usage as we go down the road, then that may be definitely good returns. And you want to look at those factors. So, But there is a point where you can't go any better on the windows. And the air conditioner is just not going to drop anymore. Yes, you might save a little bit of energy because of how often the air conditioner is going to come on and off, but it's still the same size air conditioning. It's still going to run, you know, 99% the same. And the little bit of return that you would get on the, the reduced uh, the reduced runtime would never in a million years – well, I shouldn't say a million years because if it was a dollar, it would be worth – you'd save a million dollars um, – Then you get that money back on it. And most of the average house, most people are 7.5 years on average. You know, you have some people that stay in them from conception all the way till they pass. And you have some people that are in and out of them in a year or so. Um, But on average, most locations, depending on the state, it's usually about 7.5 years that somebody stays in a home. And you're not going to get your money back on something like that. But if you can get your money back within that, period of time, then it's well worth it. And plus, maybe you get a few extra dollars when you go to sell the house. So those are the things that we want to look at when we're trying to determine what type of windows do we have in our house currently. Now, obviously, like we talked about, when you buy a brand new house, all the information is right on the window on that big giant yellow sticker. Take a picture of that. And for, for, windows, if you're, if you're do, doing this for windows and you're thinking about renovating or whatnot, you know, a good way to determine if your windows are secure or they're very leaky or whatnot, you can go to theprocalcstore.com. We got a nice little smoke pen on there that allows you to light it and go around the, the windows to see if you have a lot of leaks. Um, And, you know, if you have a single pane like the old jalousy windows that we have here in Florida, I don't know if you have a lot of those up north, but in Florida, we have a lot of these old Floridian style homes with these big jalousy awning style windows that they leak like a sieve. And if I took a pen in there, it'd be like a vacuum cleaner. And so that'll help us understand, yeah, these windows are just really leaky. They're older, you know, they're aluminum and, and maybe the cost of upgrading them. It may, it may be beneficial, you know, and, and then talking to your building department to find out if I can replace uh, one at a time or in some locations, if you replace a majority of your windows all at once, sometimes they're going to start requiring you to have energy calculations done and to do special permitting and whatnot. So take a look at that when you're talking to your building department. Uh, so we're going to just keep uh, keep up with the different uh, classes and podcasts about different things. We're going to be doing a, a series um, on podcasts and also on YouTube for the visual on what information we do for load calculations and how what what information is required and what you can do if you're a homeowner or an HVAC company to help make sure that the information is accurate so that the information that we can provide you is as accurate as possible. Garbage in, garbage out. Now, if we get the wrong information, then we're not able to do an accurate load calculation and it could cause a lot of issues. And if we over-assume values because we say to ourselves, well, I'm going to go with a better value because this and better value because that, well, it could, it could reduce the size of the air conditioning system when it's not needed, when you actually need more air conditioning because the values are much higher or vice versa, where you're trying to put, say, well, I'm just going to go with the worst windows because I want my air conditioning to be bigger. And come to find out, your windows are much more efficient, and now you're overcooling the house. Now, we've come across this issue a lot, not necessarily with windows, but with people insulating, and we'll have another podcast on this, is when people originally start out wanting to put insulation in the ceiling. And then after we have done everything, size the system, energy calcs, and whatnot, Somewhere between that point and construction, they have changed to want to spray foam the roof deck and not put insulation in the ceiling. And then you close off the soffits, so it's basically a, its own self-contained area up there. The problem is, is that dramatically reduces the heat load in the house which means that if we had sized this house for a four-ton system because there was insulation in the roof and you put the isonine or the spray foam in the in the roof deck, that house could potentially be a three-ton now or less. And what happened is there were a lot of homes that were done like this and there was mold and just stuff growing on the ceilings and closets and everything else because the air conditioning system was so oversized. One, probably because the HVAC company who did it, they like oversizing things anyway. And now on top of that, they spray foamed the roof deck, which now reduced the heat load even more. So now that four ton maybe only needed to be a two and a half ton and you're cooling the house down so quick, especially in Florida, that you're not able to pull the humidity out of the air And what happens now? The humidity stays in there. And when you have humidity and the right temperatures and the right conditions, it's just, it's a growth, growth spurt all together. So I appreciate everybody listening to ProCalx University podcast. If you have any comments or questions, go ahead and send them to us at ProCalx, excuse me, at Tom at ProCalx.net. And uh we'd be happy to do a podcast on something. If there's if there's things that you want to learn about specific things, you know, we've had some people reach out about blower door testing and duct testing. So we're gonna do some podcasts on that. We're probably even gonna have some of the specialists that do those things um on the air to uh kind of tell us more about the ins and outs of them and, and what they see on a daily basis. So uh I hope everybody has an absolutely wonderful week. I appreciate you listening to ProCalcs University Podcast. See you soon.